Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Buckle up, strap yourself in, and get ready. Welcome to The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. What are pain patients addicted to? Uh, can, you want to know what particular? Yeah, I'd like to. You tell me. You tell me, please, and tell my listeners, and which includes chronic pain patients, one of whom will be joining me shortly. What are pain patients addicted to? Well, I think you are asking a question that is trying to uh, to describe the fact that there's a, a single or simple story, and I think that there. Uh, I, I don't want to oversimplify. Uh, the well, Minister, with, with with due respect, I don't think you've answered any of my questions yet. Well, feel free to ask me another question then, and I'll see if I can satisfy you. That was part of my interview with then Federal Minister of Health, Jane Philpott, on the issue of chronic pain and chronic pain patients who continue to struggle and continue to send emails to Roy at RoyGreenShow.com from within Canada from the United States, even as far away as Australia. And they all tell the same story. They're being cut off from their pain medications, their lives are hell, and they don't know what they're going to do with their lives. They don't know what they're going to do. So there was a story uh, in the news this week about the Toronto police officer who died of a fentanyl overdose in April. And I'm very sorry to hear that. Member of the drug squad in uh, in Toronto. And I thought what we ought to do is talk about these, this issue again. And what we ought to do is something that we haven't done for a while. And that is open the phone lines to those of you who are struggling with chronic pain. And who are also dealing with physicians, your doctors, your own doctors, or doctors you've been sent to, who refuse to prescribe opioids for you even to the level that you've been using for years, which has caused you no difficulty or very little difficulty, but it's provided you with quality of life. Enough quality of life that you've been able to get up in the morning and go and do your work and spend some time with your family and feel like you're part of what's going on around you instead of having the pain dominate your life. So 800-263-2428 is my number, 800-263-2428. It works from uh, the United States as well as Canada, 800-263-2428. If you're a chronic pain patient and you're struggling, then I want to hear from you. Because again and again, and I saw a story just yesterday, that there's a safe injection site in Toronto and they're doing turnaway business. And they think that's a good thing. Well, a few weeks ago, we spoke with parents of young people who had died of drug overdoses, and you'll recall two fathers telling us in the Ottawa area they couldn't find any help for their kids. They had called doctors, they'd called hospitals, they'd gone, one had gone to his MP, his MPP, and asked for help. 
And they've been told essentially, well, maybe in a year we'll be able to get to your kid and provide some assistance while those children are dead now. One is, and the other one is in very serious trouble. So it's, I mean, it's, it's time for us to not forget those who are at the bottom of the list, as it appears, and that's the people who are in the most difficult and desperate situations. So I thought I'd start today with that. Because they get, they, they get virtually no support. Almost no one in media is interested in what's happening to them. There's very little in the way of any reporting on, on you know, look, in the U.S., the number is projected at 111 million people living with chronic pain. 111 million people, about a third of the population. And they're all being pushed aside. Some of them have a greater need for pain medication than others, but for most, I would venture, the chronic pain is a massive issue in their lives. Canada, probably somewhere in the neighborhood of 2 million people, and doctors have told me that in conversations with each other, they're talking more about patients committing suicide. Now, this is not the most pleasant way to start the show, but I'll be damned if I'm going to just let these people suffer and struggle and not do anything for them or try to do something for them because we can talk about this and we can apply some pressure where it needs to be applied, and that's on the political skin of this country and the medical colleges of Canada. Marvin Ross joins me on the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. He writes on health issues for the Huffington Post Canada and other publications. And Marvin has been on the chronic pain issue for quite some time now. And I know he shook up the Ontario establishment when he wrote a column that Ontario has declared war on pain patients. And Marvin, that was a, quite some time ago, and things have gotten worse since. Yeah, they definitely have, Roy. Good to have you with us. Thank you. My pleasure. Also with me from Edmonton is Barry Ulmer. He's the executive director of the Chronic Pain Association of Canada. Both Marvin and Barry have been on this program before. Barry, anything that I said off the top uh, ring untrue to you? Not a word of it, Roy. It's dead on. How bad is it? How bad is it for the chronic pain patient who just has been diagnosed? How bad is it for the chronic pain patient who has been struggling with a lot of constant and and agonizing pain and now enters the system, the healthcare system, in the mood that it's in about certain medications? I say good luck to them if they can even find somebody that's going to sit down with them and try to work a, a proper program out and, and uh, forget medication because you have fewer and fewer doctors that are even staying in the, in the, uh, the area of pain medicine. They're just being uh, uh, dropping like flies, shall we say. Yeah. Marvin, why is so little attention being paid to so many people who are suffering so greatly? I mean, we, we know you and I have talked about, and Barry has talked about, and we've, we've, we've all you know, had concerns about the pain summit that was held in Ottawa last year, to which no pain patient and no physician of pain patients was invited. But why are the pain patients being pushed to the background? Why are the stories massaged and directed in a way to make it seem as though they're the problem, they're the addicts, they're the ones who are causing the issues? Well, that's a difficult one to answer, but 
governments like simple solutions. And this is a complex problem. And so I guess they've come up with the idea that uh, we'll blame the doctors for everybody who's got an addiction problem, which is ridiculous, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll uh, pretend that we're doing something by making it difficult for patients with chronic pain to get their prescriptions, and everybody will think we're doing something when in fact they're doing absolutely nothing. You know, and it's interesting, there was a, a presentation about a month or so ago uh, in which it was revealed that prescriptions for opioid medications are going down, but deaths are going up. So quite clearly, the problem has nothing to do with doctors prescribing. Mm-hmm. Um, it has to do with people buying illicit drugs, which are made God knows where, and taking their chances that it might or might not kill them. Yeah, and in some cases, maybe increasingly, these people who are buying drugs on street corners are people who've been turned away by their doctors after having for years, because the system threatens the doctor, the doctor says, I'm not going to give up on my medicine, on my license to practice medicine. I won't prescribe this anymore. So the person feels they have no other recourse and they go out and they buy the drugs on the street corner. They don't know what they're buying. It's not the same kind of uh, medication they were getting previously. It's not even medication. It's God knows what. Anyway, we're going to come back, and I want your calls at 800-263-2428. 800-263-2428, either Canada or the United States. Are you a chronic pain patient, and are you struggling with inordinate amounts of pain, and have you found yourself in a situation where you've been told by your physician that he or she has no option but to no longer provide you and prescribe you the opioid medications that you've been getting that have caused you no problems? I know they say they cause problems, but you tell me if they caused you a problem. 800-263-2428. Are you a chronic pain patient who's struggling and suffering? Give us a call. We'll come back with uh, my guests, Barry Ulmer and Marvin Ross, and your calls after this. If you're looking for real-life radio, you've come to the right place. This is The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. If you're a small business owner, I want you to practice a little doggy begging because uh, Premier Wynn has tossed you a bone. So a little tax break as the minimum wage will uh, be going up significantly, $15 an hour. We're going to talk minimum wage next hour on the show with the Canadian Federation of Independent Business. Not only Ontario, but also Alberta and British Columbia are dealing with the issue of minimum wage. Other provinces as well. Manitoba has tied the uh, minimum wage to the cost of living, which is the way it used to be in Ontario and in other provinces. So minimum wage issue for the next hour. This hour, it's chronic pain and opioids. 
and the constant, the barrage of attacks on decent, good people who are living with a terrible medical condition, living in agony with chronic pain. You've heard the people on the air. You've heard, you've heard our callers and guests explain what their lives are like. And this week we're celebrating a safe injection site. Oh, it's terrific. It's working so well. They've got turnaway business. Um, it's awful. Barry Elmer is uh, one of my guests. He is the executive director of the Chronic Pain Association of Canada. He's in Edmonton. And Marvin Ross, great writer on health issues for the Huffington Post uh, Canada. And Marvin, just about 10 seconds here, I'll take a call. But the other mainstream uh, print media that you used to write for are not interested in this story from you about chronic pain patients, I take it. Yeah, it's very difficult to sell anything to mainstream media. I'm not the only one who's running into that problem. Um, It seems like the mantra is uh, opioids are bad and we don't want to hear anything else. So it's always great to be in the media, great to be a reporter with your mind made up. Sylvia is in uh, Brampton, Ontario. I'm not a reporter, I'm an opinions journalist. Sylvia in Brampton, Ontario. Hi, Sylvia, go ahead, please. Hi. Hi. Well, okay. We keep hearing, um, thank you, thank you for doing this. I've been a chronic pain patient, you know, uh, back surgeries didn't work. Anyways, I'm not going to get into details, but I am legitimately a chronic pain patient. I've been to a clinic, uh, clinic uh, well, um, pain clinic for 20 Just years. relax. And Just relax, Sylvia, okay? Hearing, you know this new thing that's going on with the fentanyl and oxycontin pain addiction on the street? Yes. We keep hearing the negatives, okay? People dying because they're too irresponsible. Well, tell me what's happened to you. Okay. Me, I had a back surgery. It was a uh, laminectomy, dissectomy at the uh, lumbar, like lower back. And it worked for a certain thing, but it gave me another kind of pain. So were you on opioids? Were you prescribed opioids? If I'm prescribed opioids? Were you prescribed opioids at any time? Oh, it's been 23 years. And how long were you on opioids? For 23 years? 23 years. And what's happened now? Okay. You know what this, taking this did for me? Instead of being at home, on the couch, not walking well, I had just a brand new baby at the time. It made me raise my child, go back to full-time work, train a new career that I had for 12 years. So this is what opioid gave me. And what have they done now? Have you, have you, have you been cut off? Oh, yes. <laughs> now, after getting my teaching um, diploma. After 12 years, a beautiful career, because the government says no more, I was cut off halfway in my dosage. So I had to stop working. So they cut half of your dosage? Yes. I'm and lucky enough. Did they do that immediately? Was it like... No, it was gradual. Gradual. But what is your... So what is your life like now? You said you could... Okay. You're not teaching anymore. Oh, no, I cannot because I cannot stand up. You know, my pain is like uh, pinching a finger in the door, okay? You know that throbbing? Yes. Well, that's what it is from waist to toes. Wow. So, for me, teaching was the best because I could move, yeah. I could sit, and I could stand. Yeah. But 
to a certain degree, I still need the opioids. See, morphine is a beautiful drug because... Well, just just just, just bear with me, please. Yeah. I want to ask you this question. Yeah. How was it explained to you that you were going to be getting 50% less medication than you've been getting for 23 years? Well, what were you told? told 50%. It was told that my doctor was um, slowly getting rid of his patients on opioids. Right. Heard that before. And uh, slowly we had to go down to zero. Yep. So it's been two years. I'm his highest, highest, highest patient, like highest dosage in the clinic. So far, I'm fortunate that he still kept me on. And I don't know what's going to happen. And it scares me. It scares me. And that's why I'm so happy that you're doing this. Sylvie, thank you for the call. We're going to keep talking about this. I, I wish I could reach out to Barry and uh, um, Marvin. I wish I could reach out and just, and we all do. We could reach out and help. But this is not the first time we've heard this kind of story. It won't be the last. What's, what's, uh, is there any advice, Barry, that you would give Sylvie? You know, Roy. <laughs> not really, huh? Really isn't anymore. I, but you know, I I found it as, as always astounding that they'll treat per, people like Sylvia like that. Yet when it comes to the other aspect, we keep hearing about how many people are overdosing on these things, and you know, twenty five hundred or three thousand people a year. Mm-hmm. Yet here we have a condition that affects more people than heart disease, cancer, and diabetes combined. Combined, Roy. Yet what do we hear about it? We hear that because all these overdoses are happening in our society that, of course, now that that involves chronic pain patients, and then so we have to cut them off. And quite frankly, if those morons really think that they're going to solve the problem by cutting back on opioids, I mean, we only have to go back to the 30s into prohibition and know what happened, and, and even then, uh, when they did that, they still allowed certain things to be put into the bootlegging mm-hmm, stuff, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and how many people died from that. So exactly the same thing is going yeah. on. At 30 seconds before we take a break. Marvin, are the chronic pain patients expendable? Well, it certainly does seem to be. And, you know, when you think about it, uh, medicine is supposed to relieve pain and suffering. Right. But what medicine is now doing is creating pain and suffering. And, and a lot of it. A lot of it. When we come back, Marvin, I want you to share with us uh, uh, some correspondence you've had with a chronic pain patient. It's 1-800-263-2428 is my number, 800-263-2428. If you're living with chronic pain, living in agony, and you've had your medications cut significantly or just eliminated, tell us about that. What impact has it had on your life? Is it having on your life? 800-263-2428. You mess with the, you bull, mess with the bull, you get the horns. You get the horns. The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Later on the program, we're going to be joined by Dr. Peter Vincent Pry. He's the executive director of the Congressional Task Force on National 
and Homeland Security and the Chief of Staff of the Congressional EMP Commission, and he's warning that North Korea may be planning on exploding a thermonuclear device 300 kilometers or so above the Earth's surface over North America where they have two satellites. And uh, those, if that thermonuclear device, such a thermonuclear device were to be exploded, the electromagnetic pulse would fry the grid. And some projections are that, boy, this is, uh, I mean, I don't want to just depress people, but we have to do these stories, that um, up to 90% of the population would be dead within a year. North Korea's, well, they're talking about having these EMP devices. So we're going to talk to Dr. Pry about that later on on the show. Minimum wage next hour. Now it's the chronic pain issue continuing as millions of people in the United States, in Canada, Canada and the United States, more in the U.S. than here because of their population size, of course, millions of people are in real trouble because their medications are being denied them. Doctors are retiring because they're under such pressure, or they're not prescribing because they're under such pressure from politicians. Marvin Ross is with me, writes on health issues for, as we keep saying, Huffington Post and others in Canada. All the other media don't want to hear about chronic pain patients. And uh, also Barry Ulmer, who's the executive director of the Chronic Pain Association of Canada. Before we get that... um, that correspondence you had with, uh, with, with the pain patient, Marvin. Let me get John in Toronto on the line. Numbers 800-263-2428 for you to call us. John, what's your experience, sir? And thank you so much for your call. You're welcome. Uh, can you hear me, Roy? Yeah, we can hear you just fine. Great. Yeah, thank you for uh, doing this. It's a clear service. Um, I actually recently called CBC. They were doing a similar program. They wouldn't put me on the air to... Uh, so it seems to be, and I don't want to say conspiracy, but there seems to be a concentrated effort on the um, the media, and includes CBC in that, to take the other side of the story, that being uh, empathy or sympathy for those people who I understand if there are people dying. Yeah. Um, but let me just, if I may, say that my experience just trying to get pain relief has been almost impossible on... I am on morphine for uh, herniated disc and uh, have scoliosis. I will drive all the way up to um, Newmarket to get 50 milligrams of, uh, I, and that's a long way from where I live downtown Toronto, but I've tried every single clinic in my area. Uh, the signs are posted on the wall. They will refuse to even uh, ascertain that, that conversation uh, to give pain relief for people who, Obviously, so when you when you call John 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 when you call and you say I need help I'm a chronic pain patient I need this appropriate this medication if you mention opioids uh, what what they just tell you don't bother coming Well I mean I'll, I'll actually go physically to the clinic yeah. uh, the first thing you'll see on the wall is no uh, opioids uh, but now they're even including morphine which is what I am on. It's only 15 milligrams. That's the best I can get. Uh, it's not adequate, but it does help me, but it's not adequate. So it says here on my screen that you left medical school because of this. 30 years ago, I, I remember lying on my floor uh, in my uh, you know, my little residence uh, in pain. Yep. So uh, I gave up. 
I did a business degree, so I'm okay, but uh, that studying, you know, the sitting or the standing or uh, yeah, any uh, repetitive uh, also uh, exercise will, uh, it's chronic for sure, but I get the oh, Okay, look, let me ask you a couple of questions. Let me, John, let me ask you a couple of questions. Sure. On a scale of 1 to 10, where would your pain be on average during the day? Yeah, well, uh, the like there's two different pains, and uh, the pain relief will help the chronic pain, but then when it goes into spasm, which I could get any time, right. usually about once a week, I like it's like a sprain, and then I can't get out of bed. Okay, but so it's, is the pain severe? Well, that would be very severe, yeah. There's All right. times I cannot so, walk. So, what are, so sorry to push you along, but what are you getting in the way of pain relief? What's being prescribed to you? milligrams every uh, once a day but I have to travel quite far to a clinic and like I said where I live in Toronto I tried several I would say 20 clinics so that was the, the only one that would offer me pain relief so I don't really know where everyone's getting this oxycodone I really don't okay so so I don't quite understand Tell me in about 30 seconds, what's your situation now? When you get up in the morning, are you going to be in pain every day because you can't get the medication that you require? Yes, uh, but the 50 milligrams I do get does help, I must admit. Okay. It's not sufficient, no. All right, I appreciate the call. Uh, it's, it's hard to explain, isn't it? I'm sure that you, uh, that you run into this all the time, Barry, when people try to explain what it is they're dealing with because their lives have changed so dramatically and they and they and they don't know what's coming their way. Oh, absolutely, you know, and 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 Roy, you know, there's uh, this whole thing is brought on. There's going to be a real tragedy going on in Halifax right now. I'm sure you're aware of. The, I am aware. The Dalhousie Clinic there is is just clo- is closing in the year, and now there's 555 pain patients who have no place to go, and and some are already going to the streets, and and quite frankly, we'll see suicides from that, and. And uh, that that is just criminal. Why does nobody care about that? I, you, uh, I wish somebody could explain. That. No, seriously. Why why does nobody care about that? Yeah. When, when when we talk about eight hundred and sixty five deaths because of opioid overdose as being a, a crisis and a national emergency, I'm going to say that's a very sad situation. It's a, and it's 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 awful that that happened, and I feel terribly sorry. I feel terrible about it. But an, a national tragedy. Is forty thousand people dying of of, of tobacco related illnesses, and nothing's done about that. It's perfectly legal. It's okay. You don't need a prescription. You just go buy your cigs. I I agree, Roy. I I, I can't explain it, uh, and I wish somebody would because it's just absolutely sheer stupidity. Marvin, why? <clears throat> I wish I could answer. Okay, that. so nobody knows why the chronic pain patient is ignored. They're low low hanging fruit for yeah. politicians. Yeah, and a whole lot of them. You know, so that that's the reason, and nobody wants to listen. Share the story with us, please. Okay, I'm going to make a suggestion for people. Um, I got an email yesterday from a woman in Ontario who, you know, um, the usual story about a uh, multiplicity of chronic illnesses, uh, chronic pain, a difficulty finding a doctor, doctors who are cutting her down on her her medication, which helps. And I suggested to her that she write to the chair of the guideline committee, um, to the CEO of Health Quality Ontario, and to the registrar of the uh, College of Physicians and Surgeons of Ontario, 
Um, I know she sent an email to Jason Busey, who is the um, uh, the researcher chiropractor. He's not even a a, a medical doctor uh, at McMaster, who chaired the guideline committee, and she told him her story. And the reply that she got back was pretty quick, so that's commendable on his part. But it was the usual, these are guidelines, um, they're weak guidelines, um, blah, 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 um, which is all true, but it's not reality. And the reality is that doctors are under pressure from the regulatory colleges to cut down on the use of prescriptions. So she emailed him back, uh, quite angry, uh, saying, you know, all he was doing was providing BS. Um, And actually, as I'm on the phone now, an email came through. She had emailed him again with a very long explanation of what he should do. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, my suggestion is to people in Canada is if you're having a problem, and I know many, many of you are, then to write to the chair of the Canadian guidelines. His name is Jason Busey. That's B as Bob, B as in Bob, U S S, Sam Sam E, and his email address is BuseyJW at McMaster.ca. So that's, again, his last name is B as in Bob, U, Sam, Sam, E, and then JW at McMaster.ca. And I would also recommend to people that they write to their members of the Legislative Assembly or Member of Parliament in Ottawa, all of them, and politicians only listen um, when they're forced to listen yeah. by... The uh, only situation here, Marvin, is that we've, you know, we've said this before, and the situation continues to deteriorate. Uh, it's, it's, it's horrible for, for the individual people. Yeah. Uh, and there has to be... We have to take... There has to be an interest. I really believe there has to be an interest from mainstream media... And the chronic pain patients. And unfortunately, what's going to create that is an increase in the numbers of suicides. Yeah. That is what's going to drive people to say, hey, wait a minute, maybe we should be covering this. So, yeah, although most suicides go unreported. Well, I think that probably will change if these numbers yeah. are, if they, if, they, if they climb dramatically. Guys, thank you so much for, uh, for joining me. I appreciate it. It's always great talking to you. Uh, you know the situation as it is. Marvin Ross and Barry Ohm. Barry is the executive director of the Chronic Pain Association of Canada. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Roy. Hey, thank you for your time, Roy. All right. We'll come back, and we will go to more of your calls at 800-263-2428 on the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. <laughs> 